Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello. Welcome to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver with you on your Saturday morning. Hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are in the beautiful state of Western Australia. No Paul Hazelby this morning. We know where he is. He is up north. He's in Coral Bay via Horrocks, of course, his spiritual homeland, probably sunning himself as we speak. He'll be back next week right here on Off the Bench. And uh, speaking of Off the Bench, the man who does it better than most, the super sub, if you will, Mark Reddings. How are you, Skeet? Hello, Beaver. I like to call myself the medical sub. When someone goes down, <laughs> I'm the bloke you call on to just jump in there and do my best work. Now, I know the dig is a segment we like to get our teeth into, but I'm going to have a quick dig at the regular co-host of yourself on a Saturday oh. morning. Yeah, and so I should, because Paul Hazelby, I've worked out, there's been roughly 16 weeks in 2021. Hayes has had about eight weeks of those on annual leave holidays. So is there any danger the former Fremantle Dockers champion might just turn up for work before we hit winter? Well, I'll do I'll do the maths here. So he came back to work on the 1st of February, I think, was his first day back. He's worked for two months and he's gone away for another week and uh, I think he's got some holidays planned coming up as well. So absolutely a sterling start off the bench from the medical sub, Mark Skeeter-Reddings. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, don't dig yourself into a whole lot of free dial before you dig. Inquiry, Skate. What's caught your attention this week? What would you like to have a little bit of a whinge about just to start your weekend off right? A little whinge. I want to really just rip into a few things that I've seen in the AFL that have just uh, got my back up. And I have to start with the release of the fixtures for rounds 8 and 9, which I know because of COVID they've had to delay and have to be treading carefully. Yeah, have to be really careful. Yep. Yep. So they're, they're trying to make sure that they have everything in place to ensure that they can get the border situation looked at, they can get teams to and from... The issue with me for rounds eight and nine is that moving forward, it looks like we will have no more Thursday night football because it has been one of the great blessings of this AFL season so far, even last year and before that. Thursday night footy is a must for me. I've got no idea. I know there's an issue with clubs and players having uh, the right number of days between matches Mm -hmm. and ideally have seven but that's not going to happen all the time six day breaks potentially five day breaks and that's what happens from time to time surely the AFL realizes they have got a beacon on a Thursday night saying come and watch me Thursday night footy you look at the last two matches both decided inside a goal inside the last minute I just don't understand why that doesn't carry on I know the winter months are a bit more hypothetical and difficult to uh, get kids to go to games of footy. But for a TV audience, which is primarily what Thursday Night Footy Mm -hmm. is, I firmly believe that should be every week as part of our 23 rounds of the season. And I'll get a tick for that, do I? Absolutely. I'm on board here, Skeet, because 
This is, and again, I understand the concerns around actual physical attendance at the games, but the attendances, and we spoke to Marcus King, um, who's the head of broadcast and scheduling at the AFL earlier in the week, and he says attendances are slowly and surely climbing, A, because states are obviously changing the laws around uh, large gatherings, and then B, because people are slowly but surely getting more confidence in going to the footy and, and, and having that security uh, that if they're there, they won't contract COVID. But th- these games, as you say, they're, they're TV audiences. If you... I'm not worried about what a Thursday night game does to the kids who are on school holidays if they're not going to attend anyway because they're worried about COVID. Um, I, I look at it and go, the NRL's been doing it for years. The NFL, the biggest sporting code in the world when you look at a lot of their metrics, that's been a staple. In fact, that's the one thing in their latest TV rights deal that Amazon, a streaming service, paid billions of dollars to get exclusive rights to because it is a ratings winner. We've had a situation where uh, Channel 7 and Fox, particularly last year and, and maybe even for the year before, weren't thrilled with the product. I think the product's a lot better this year than it has been. And I think if you can give the broadcasters who pay through the nose for the rights, if you can give them a TV game, one a week, brilliant. I'd be in favour of Monday Night Football as well for what it's worth. But let's start, walk before we can run. Let's start with Thursday. I agree. The other sports, NRL has had in the past Monday Night football, but that has been replaced by Thursday night football. The NFL, probably the biggest night close to it would be Monday night football in the NFL, but I'm happy not to have footy on a Monday. I can live without it on a Monday. I think once you have the weekend, get back into your week, but it makes the week so much shorter. Thursday, everyone's buzzing about the teams, about the first match of the the, the round. I think they've made a blunder on this. Hopefully they'll revisit it and we'll get some more Thursday night football before the end of the season because it's, it's clearly clearly amongst footy fans uh, who sit on their couches, and that's the majority of people who watch footy, uh, don't go to games, although there's good attendances. We need to cater for the TV audiences. We absolutely do. And just quickly on this one, I don't know what the current CBA says, whether there's a provision in that, but I think the next CBA, whenever that's negotiated, has to include you will have less day breaks and you will have Thursday night footy. And you'll have more money. So, And, and you'll have more money. And I think the players will be very, very happy about that. That's the dig for another week. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig and quarry. We'll be back with much more right here on Off The Bench after this. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench. Rob Beaver and Mark Skeeter Reddings with you on your Saturday morning. Great to have your company wherever you are in Western Australia. Skeet, earlier in the week, yourself and uh, Carl Langdon, of course, part of the big family here at Off The Bench, spoke to Aaron Hamill, who is uh, one of the assistant coaches for the St Kilda Saints. They take on the Eagles later today. Uh, some really interesting things that he had to say. Let's take a listen. How are you? Yeah, you're going well, thanks, guys. It's uh, been one of those weeks, but, um, yeah, we're not far from action, thank God. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was really disappointing. I mean, it was out of character from where I sat, um, given what I'd seen in the first couple of games. You must have been quite shocked, I reckon. Yeah, it was one of those things, gents, where... You know, you, you you certainly don't plan for a performance like that. Um, we we knew that Essendon are really capable with the ball, um, and 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 certainly they. When you look at all all three phases of the game, the contest we got smacked in the contest, um, uncontested possession, you know, minus 110, um, and and we leaked quite heavily. So um, I mean, a fair bit of that had to do with our ball use and ball movement and. And the, and the speed of our our, um, our ball movement, yeah, particularly between the arcs, you know, 50, 50 odd percent play on between the arcs, and um, we, which basically handed and we didn't connect all that well, obviously, and, and then they bounced um, back at us quite quite quickly, and we weren't able to a find them, and and then secondly uh, uh, stop them. So that was the most disappointing part of 
probably about that. Uh, you know, there's been, I guess, a fair bit spoken about the effort, but um, we uh, we we certainly give it didn't give us a chance. Um, clearly, how we use the ball. And Aaron, coming off uh, round one, when you showed a lot of character in the last quarter against the Giants. Uh, against Melbourne, their midfield got on top and we thought there'd be a response of sorts. There wasn't enough there. Um, they say, fair bit of soul-searching this week. Have you, you come up with any ideas how to rectify that against the Eagles? Yeah, look, the, I guess the main thing is we've, um, you know, it was it was quite a lengthy and, and solid review, as you'd expect, um, from from clearly a game plan um, point of view and, and what we're unable clearly unable to execute the game plan. Um, and then we paced ourselves during the week around, around you know, the character and, and, and the jumper um, and, and actually who, you'd, who, who you represent, not, not just yourself. So there was, um, yeah, you're right, a fair bit of, of soul-searching from a, from a character point of view and, and, and what you stand for and sort of our brand. And, you know, clearly we were, we were unrecognisable in, in, in many facets. So... Um, you know, last last real main training session today, so the boys, um, you know, um, brought out their mouth guards and, and sort of got to work. And uh, for all the right reasons, we haven't been doing a lot of contest work, particularly, um, you know, the, the the length of the game, the speed of the game that, that that we've been involved in, and trying to look after the boys as best as we can. But um, yeah, clearly, where the game's won and lost in the midfield, um, yeah, we, we we were unable to get our hands dirty and. And uh, for for a number of reasons, um, yeah, we yeah we did we didn't get it done. So certainly exposed from for, from a for, from a good outfit in in Essendon, um, and, and clearly there's I mean there hasn't been a lot spoken in in, in terms of how they played, but um, yeah, but they played really good footy and, and a fast attacking brand of footy, and um, you know which and caused a lot of front half turnovers and, and went back at us pretty quick and. You know, when a team has 17, you know, I guess 20 shots from from turnover and kicks 106 points from turnover, and um, you know, cle- clearly we, we we gave the ball back a number of times, and um, from a defensive point of view, yeah, we we, we were really poor. Um, I watched Essendon the week before, and they were horrid, and and then yeah. they sort of they, they and that was Port Adelaide, and then I tipped Port Adelaide against West Coast, and then they came out here, and they were horrid. Uh, West Coast just yeah. really played crisp footy, and and then obviously yeah. we saw what we saw from you blokes. Bloody hell, it's tough to tip right now, Aaron. I got to say, but just going back to yeah. a couple of your blokes, new blokes to your footy club, and I'd like to hear how you felt that they've settled in. Jack Higgins booted three goals last week, and Brad Crouch, of course, was suspended for the first couple of weeks, but um, got an opportunity on the weekend, had a few shots at goal, I think kicked one goal too. Uh, how have they settled in? Yeah, Jack um, Jack settled in really really good to the group. You know, he's um, he, he, we're starting to flick him through the centre bounce a little bit on the weekend uh, just to get him... Uh, as you guys know, that small high half forward role can be starvation corner at times. So, so we need to we need to keep getting that mix right. But but Jack's um, slotted in really well. Um, re- really good runner, and, and we know that he's quite quite a dangerous small at the fall of the feet there. Um, and Crouchy, uh, yeah, for first game back, he probably gets a little bit of grace in terms of, um, I guess you know the speed of the game and picking the game back up he's he, he played a couple of VFL games um but but clearly not not at AFL level so he he'll certainly want to redeem himself and and um and lead that midfield like we know that he can um and 
and uh, those uh, particularly Crouchy wasn't. <clears throat> he certainly wasn't on, on his Pat Malone. So um, he, he's, he's certainly committed and, and, and wanting to, to turn his form around. But as far as the boys have settled in, yeah, we we certainly couldn't ask for any more. How they've committed themselves to to, to the program and and really bought in. But um, yeah, it's, we, we certainly want to see some on-field on-field results. More of Aaron Hamill, St Kilda Saints assistant coach, coming up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, continuing our chat with Aaron Hamill, one of the assistant coaches from St Kilda during the week. Aaron, one of the fascinating selection calls this week will be Rowan Marshall. He made a successful return for Sandringham at the weekend. He's had a foot injury. And there's all sorts of theories going around as whether he should play, whether he should be given another week back in the, uh, the second, so to speak, uh, there's one bloke who you'd love to quell, and that's Nick Natanui, who, uh, if you saw him last week, you'd be hoping that Rowan could get up and play a game. Where is he at uh, for Saturday? Yeah, look, I guess firstly, against um, Natanui, he's, um, he's one of a kind, isn't he? I mean, you guys um, probably see a lot more of him, but, but yeah, I, um, I've been watching him from afar for a number of years now and certainly watching him, watching him closely the last couple of weeks, and, and he's clearly a driving force, you know, they West Coast, their number one scores from centre bounce um, for, for a reason, and, and I guess his first use. And we, we just got to be able to win our first year, fair share. And if we don't win, we got to be able to neutralise as best as we can. And Rowan will help that. Um, there was uh, been a fair bit of discussion within around Rowan and um, not getting too carried away and, and focused on the results and, and wanting him back in there as quick as we can and, and not doing the right thing by him and the team. But but he he's um, he's ticked off a lot of things that um, that he needed to tick off from a high performance point of view and um, you know he's he's had all the necessary scans and and, and follow ups from from the surgeon and, and he pulled up really well after three quarters last week so he's he's putting his hand up to play um, which is great um, and and again he moved really really well today so um, Ron will take his place which is which is great for us but. Certainly well aware of, of the cast that lies ahead for us, and he's Natanui's a, a clear threat, one of many, but we're certainly going to have to quell and, and, and nullify the best as we can. Aaron, the speed of the game, we know the new rules have allowed uh, clubs that have got some real leg speed and like to play the game at tempo are being suited. Where do the Saints sit with it at the moment? Clearly, uh, what we've seen in the last couple of weeks isn't where you want to be, but are you getting accustomed to the new rules that the group that go out there each and every week? Yeah, look, look. When it works for us, it it, it really works. But um, you know, certainly teams do their homework. I know that they've known in the past, sort of where some, you know where Saints get get most of their goals from, and that's you know that zero to thirty, zero to fifteen over the back. You think of the smalls and the space that we're able to create. But certainly teams are, are playing more of a more of a safety position nowadays, and against us and. Um, and hoping for for a little bit of reckless ball movement, and we're clearly the number one team for for play on for market at forty percent. Um, so, so that's been spoken about a little bit in terms of in terms of a bit more composure with the footy um, and time in possession. West Coast, you know, they they, they um, we know how they play, averaging one hundred and ten uncontested, but they're number one in contested, so they're not phased if they go long either. So. A, a, a bit more tempo, a bit more control. Um, certainly the man on the mark, there's more opportunities to present uh, for corridor use and, and ball use and speed out of your back half. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that our opportunities, when they do present, we take them. When they don't, we need to be a bit more composed with the ball at times and um, and, and then we can play play what the game gives us almost, not not 
not trying to, you know, score 100 points in, in, a, in a half footy. I mean, if that comes, that's great. But if not, we, we've got to be able to play and, and shift when we can and, and, try, and try and disrupt the defence as much as possible. So, um, and there's also that point where if, if, if the speed of more ball movement can it, does it uh, suit your personnel and does it give you time to set up your stability with defence, et cetera, that we know, you know, Geelong... Uh, uh, you know, teams like Geelong and, and, and West Coast are, are, are very good at and certainly have the, the, the personnel to do that. So, yeah, just, just a slight slight tinkering in, in, in a number of phases and, and ball in hand is one of them. Good on you, Aaron. Thank you very much, mate. We look forward to seeing you in action on the weekend. Take care, mate, and we'll have a chat to you at some stage in the future. Thanks for your time. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for your time. There he is, Aaron Hamill from the Saints. A big game coming up later today between the Saints and the West Coast Eagles. Go, the mighty Eagles. I, I'm going to save my tip for a little bit, but I, I think the Eagles can get over the top of the Saints, even over there in Melbourne, Skeet. We'll do that and a whole lot more right here next on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rapidly approaching our conclusion here on the program for your Saturday morning, Paul Hazelby away. He'll be back next week. Mark Skeeter Reddings off the bench by name and by title today, doing a stellar job, if I do say so myself. Interesting to hear from Aaron Hamill, uh, one of the assistants, of course, at the Saints. The Eagles take on the Saints later today, Skeet, but we're going to work through our tips for the remainder of the round. The Bulldogs and the Lions. I heard you say during the week... You really fancy Brisbane at this clash, which will be at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. I just think they've shown enough in the two matches that they've played away from Brisbane that this is a side that's got a fair bit of character. They should have beaten Geelong, uh, an umpiring yep, decision. I agree with that. They crueled them there. And, of course, they had a bit of footy karma come their way against Collingwood the following week. Um not playing their best footy, and I noticed that Lockie Neal is carrying a bit of a back injury. So there are some concerns there. Uh, Oscar McInerney back into the side. Uh, the Bulldogs midfield, outstanding, no question about that. But they have beaten up on the likes of North Melbourne uh, already. I'm just reserving my judgment as to whether they are the real deal yet. I think Brisbane, my only concern, I'm going to tip the Bulldogs, mind you, after all this <laughs> uh, hypothesising, is that they're playing the game in Ballarat. It's going to be apparently about 13, 14 degrees and not really conducive to Queensland uh, footballers. So I think the Bulldogs midfield will be good enough. That concern over Lockie Neal, to me, is, is a major worry. But I, I've got no doubt that if the Brisbane Lions play with the same intensity that they did against the Magpies, they can push the Bulldogs right to the limit here. Let me just say one thing. The Bulldogs are elite. They will finish top four. I'm going to lock that in. Absolute guarantee it right now. The Bulldogs will smash the Lions out at Ballarat. Uh, St Kilda taking on the Eagles. It's hard to get a, a read on St Kilda. Obviously, fantastic last year. You look at their result last week. And um, look, between you and me, I had a little bit of coin on the Saints, and I ripped that ticket up about five minutes into the first quarter. It wasn't a good game at all. You'd hope after hearing what Aaron Hamill had to say earlier in our show, um, mouth guards in, you'd hope they're at least physical and a bit more spirited when it comes out. But even though this game's at Marvel Stadium, I was impressed with the way that the Eagles took it to the Bulldogs and probably, in all honesty, should have won that game. They're in the box seat halfway through the final quarter. 
I think the Eagles can go over. I'm not technically sure if it's an upset, but I think the Eagles can go over to Marvel Stadium and beat the Saints. No, they're warm favourites, the Eagles, and so they should be after what they've done so far this year. You're right, St Kilda last week, within the first 10 minutes, you knew their attitude was off. Uh, they had a lot of things go wrong, and Aaron Hamill quite uh, quickly pointed out that they had some heart-to-heart meetings during the week. Uh, the mouthguards, as you said, went in. I expect them to be far more spirited. But if you look at the Eagles' defence, what they come up with, and, and by the way, congratulations to Shannon Herney, equals mm. the game's record at West Coast this weekend, breaks it on uh, Friday against Collingwood. Mm. Uh, their forward line, which includes Kennedy, Darling, and Leapin Liam Ryan, I'm just not sure the Saints can stop that part of the ground, but also, even without Luke Shuey, who's uh, going to have to undergo surgery because of that hamstring, which is a, a really bad blow for West Coast, mm. they've got a bloke who wears number nine, who dominates in the air. His name is Nick Natanui, and some of his ruck work against Port Adelaide was sublime. So it now means that Rowan Marshall back into the side. Good luck. Just a quick story, if I may, about oh. one Shannon Hearn, before we, we rush through the other games, we're running out of time, but... I was on radio about five years ago. We were having a conversation about the best and worst captains in the AFL. Guess who I nominated as the worst captain in the AFL at the time? So you're about to eat some humble pie? Absolutely. Throw the pie in my face. I'll eat it. I've been completely wrong. Estella Career, capped off, of course, with the flag. Congratulations to him uh, on an outstanding career, which will extend, obviously, throughout the year and maybe more. We'll see what happens. And not the first time you've been wrong. No, absolutely not either. Uh, Gold Coast taking on Carlton. We'll breeze through some of these. Uh, the Suns absolutely hit with injuries. We know their Ruckman Wits has gone down as well. The Blues not looking much better, but they have been competitive in most of their games. I'm going to tip the Blues with no level of certainty here. I'm tipping the Gold Coast with no level of certainty. <laughs> Up at Metricon Stadium, the young players have still been good enough for me to suggest... They can win. The Blues' uh, back line is still a concern for me. I just I just hope the Suns show a bit in the early part of the year to, to keep their spirits up because they can fade in the back half of seasons. Collingwood and GWS, the Saturday night game, uh, late, of course, later tonight. Collingwood for me at the G. Giants, absolutely cruel with injury. Can't see how they can be competitive for, for a top eight spot this year, to be honest. So I have to stick with Collingwood, even though they are no world beaters. North Melbourne, one of the disappointments of the season against the Crows. One of the surprises of the season. You'd have to tip the Crows based on what North served up last week. Well, if I'm watching this, I'll have a pillow and a doona handy because it does not interest <laughs> me in the slightest, to be honest. In North Melbourne and Adelaide, Tex Walker, if he can build on his 17 goals, mm-hmm. uh, that's the interest for me. Uh, Adelaide are an emerging side. They're not going to be top eight, but I think they'll be able to handle North Melbourne, who surely they need to give their their supporters something. something. Mm, Just absolutely, something. Absolutely. Geelong taking on the Demons. Demons. Oh. I, I, Geelong have won a few games, obviously got pantsed um, a little bit by the Crows in round one, and they've been okay without being spectacular since. I've been impressed with what Melbourne's been able to do. The jury's still out on a team like St Kilda and where they end up uh, when things are said and done at the end of the year. But I'm, go- I'm going to back the Demons in this one. Yeah, bear in mind that uh, we've seen the teams that they've beaten, Melbourne, uh, Giants, who are beset by mm-hmm. injury. Uh, you mentioned the Dockers first up, uh, and, of course, St Kilda. So there's a question mark there. Geelong need to find another gear, no question about that. Uh, Sam Managola likely to be back in the mix. Their record against the Ds is really good. I'm going to stay with Geelong here just because they have that experience and the defence is really good. And last game, Fremantle taking on Hawthorne. The Dockers have been a little bit of a letdown for me this year, Skeet, but when it's at Optus Stadium, I think they will 
see what they did against GWS and go, we can recreate that against a team like Hawthorne, the Dockers for me. I try to compare the Dockers season so far a bit to life like you when you're a single man going on <laughs> Tinder. You'd swipe left, swipe right. You weren't quite sure which way to go. Uh, eventually you got it right, but it took you a while to find the sweet spot, so to speak. Um, the Dockers to win. Uh, Josh Tracy to make his debut. Mm, so really good scenes at Coburn uh, on Friday with uh, the players getting around him. So big key forward. Let's hope he can uh, make his mark at Optus Stadium tomorrow. We're certainly hoping so. Skeet, speaking of making their mark, you've done so today on Off the Bench. Thank you once again for filling in. Paul Hazelby will be back next week. My name's Rob Beaver, and we'll catch you again next Saturday right here on Off the Bench. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.